Well, got a good news, bad news situation here for Sacramento Kings fans. The good news is you can bitch complain about a referee not giving you a call there in the final moments once again. Uh, That's the good news, the bad news. Kings lose once again. This time to the Orlando Magic at the Golden 1 Center, 114 to 112. It is Groundhog's Day with the Sacramento Kings. You go to sleep, wake up, see your shadow every freaking game. It's exactly the same. And before we dive into this game, and before we dive into some of the notes, I want to warn you, before you go to Twitter, before you go talk about the game with your friends, before you do all of that stuff, you need to know if you were watching the game on television, not if you were there, but if you were watching the game on television and you heard someone say it would be better for the Orlando Magic to miss this free throw, there is absolutely no situation on the planet in that moment in which it would have been better for the Orlando Magic to miss free throw. Now, I thought maybe the play-by-play guy kind of misstepped, didn't realize that the Kings had a timeout. But then he doubled down and said it again after he acknowledged the Sacramento Kings had a timeout. You need to know, it would not have been better for Orlando to have missed that free throw on purpose. Absolutely not. Because that lob at the basket that went to Harrison Barnes ultimately would have been for the win instead of the tie. Or it would have gone for nothing because I guess I guess in that situation, because I don't know what constitutes a foul anymore, and I need to look at a replay here again, because I don't know if I don't know if Harrison Barnes was fouled. I just know that that lob at the basket in the final seconds is a lot like it's a lot like a Hail Mary at the end of a half or even at the end of a game. It's gonna have to be really egregious for you to get a pass interference call. And I think that's what we were looking at there. And I still got the game on in front of me, as I always do. And we'll see when that replay comes up. But from my first look, it it wasn't a it wasn't it was it wasn't a foul. But that's not that's not the point. The Kings were down seventeen. They fought back. I said this before. It's Groundhog's Day with the Sacramento Kings. I'm glad the Kings lost because I'm tired of them winning games like this where they play so terribly, but yet they pull a W out their ass because they do a couple of things right there in the final few minutes. Now, you could talk about now Marvin Bagley returned, and we'll get to all the intricacies of the game here in just a minute. Obviously, you all know by now that Rashawn Holmes is out for the foreseeable future. He's going to be reevaluated in the next two to three weeks. So as Rashawn Holmes exits for the next couple of weeks, Marvin Bagley returns. And now you've got a situation, okay, well, we had Harry Giles start while he was away. We saw some big minutes from Dwayne Dedman. What are we going to have here? Well, Dwayne Dedman's minutes were severely reduced. He only played four. Harry Giles only played 13. And Marvin Bagley in his return played 23. The Sacramento Kings chose to ride Nemanja Bielitsa out. All right, here. Belly scored 34 points, career high 13 to 16. That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. Eight freaking three-pointers for Nemanja Bielitsa. Great. Let's not distract you from the fact that he gave up 26 points and 15 rebounds as well. Let's look at the total net positive here. Because on more nights than not, what you get from Belly is a 26-15 night from his opponent. What you were able to get here tonight was it being kind of overshadowed by the fact he put up 31, or excuse me, 34, sorry, 34 points. Don't want to shortchange him. 34 points 
and seven rebounds in the 33 minutes for Nemanja Bialica. The only reason that the Sacramento Kings had a shot in this game was Nemanja Bialica. Now, De'Aaron Fox had a fantastic game as well, 31 points and 10 assists. Both of them had timely baskets, but it felt like belly every time it looked like things were on the verge of getting completely out of control, belly would hit a three. And there are points during this game where the Sacramento Kings were lucky they weren't down by 30 because they missed a lot of shots. They turned the ball over a lot, particularly there in the first half as that lead was getting built. Orlando couldn't take take advantage of it. I'm looking at the replay. Uh, I mean, let's look at it again. Man, that's not a foul. Come on. They're, you're not going to... You're not going to get a foul call in that situation. I don't even know if it's a foul, period. You could say you're not going to get a foul call in that situation. I don't even know if it's a foul, period. Maybe he was grazed a little bit. The Kings have had far worse calls go against them this year than that one against Harrison Barnes. I don't know why I'm so agitated. I should be used to this. We should all be used to this by now. The Kings either win or lose a game by two points. And they've lost far more than they have won as they are now, once again, 10 games under 500 at 15 and 25. But as you know, in the Western Conference, that doesn't really matter. I don't know if I've welcomed you into the Sacramento Kings podcast yet, but if I haven't, welcome into the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by HoopBall and the HoopBall Podcast Network. I am your rather cranky host, Damian Barley, I think I'm cranky for a number of reasons. I was trying to watch this Kings game. I thought I was going to have some time to uh, uh, undivided attention to the Kings game. The, The Kings game and the national championship ended at exactly the same time, despite the fact the national championship started about an hour and 35 minutes before. Why was that game so damn long? I thought that game will end with plenty of time for me to lock in here. I don't like two-screening it. That's not fun because when you're two-screening it, you're not paying attention to either one. You kind of have a vague idea of what's going on in the in the national championship. I'm trying to lock into what Grant and Jerry are saying and let them kind of guide the way, which is totally you know anti what I normally like to do, which is to keep the sound off and really train my eyes to the screen to see, well, I could watch Buddy Heel take bad shots as they just showed uh, a couple of those is Buddy's, uh, you know, Buddy was 7 of 14 from the field. He started out really rough. He started to take some higher percentage shots as the game kind of went along. Uh, but let's go back to the first quarter. Let's get you started here before we check in with Luke Walton. He tells us he's going to go watch film. Kings gave up way too many points in the first quarter. Uh, Kings were down 33 to 25 at the end of one. Belly was leading the way as he did the entire game. Uh, 10 minutes in that first quarter, 12 points. Harry Giles started. Dwayne Dedman didn't even see the floor in the first quarter. And as I mentioned, he only saw the floor for four minutes. So I guess that's where we are with Dwayne Dedman as he's back to being exiled because Marvin Bagley's back. Bagley came in uh, with about six minutes left to play in in, in the quarter. Uh, I, thought he, I thought he ran the floor pretty well. He actually, to me... He didn't look gassed until the start of the second quarter. And and it's not, I mean, he's missed, what, the last eight games? He's missed, what, a total of like 
30-something, 31, 32 of the 40 games played. I, I'm not going to kill him for you know being out of shape seven minutes into his return. Uh, Buddy was one of five in the first quarter. Uh, Vucicic was, he had 10 in the first. Um, Kings got really lucky in the opening minutes of the second quarter. Uh, they turned the ball over on two or three possessions. The, or Orlando couldn't capitalize. Between the Kings missing shots and turning the ball over, Orlando couldn't capitalize. I don't think the lead ever really got above 12. Uh, Belly was the reason that the team was in the game. Uh, Kings got down five, and then the Magic went on a 12-0 run. Uh, Buddy decided he wanted to play one-on-one against the Orlando Magic, and uh, Nemanja ended the scoreless run, and Fox followed it with a difficult layup. It was like, okay, settle things down a little bit. The Magic took a 13-point lead into halftime. Now, that 13-point lead evaporated pretty quickly. It only took three minutes for that 13-point lead to go down to four. Four minutes later, the lead was back to nine. And then by the end of the quarter, we had ourselves a little ball game uh, when the Sacramento Kings were down by just one basket. Uh, Before we get to Luke Walton, uh, and before we get into uh, the fourth quarter, uh, if the excitement of two-point losses isn't enough for you. If you want to add a little bit more excitement, if that national title game wasn't exciting enough for you and you want to add a little bit more excitement to it, you need to head over to mybookie.ag to make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted sports book in the industry. And if you're looking for a sports book to make some bets on the conference championship games coming up this weekend, MyBookie is where you need to go. Of course, you could place all of your NBA bets there as well. You could pull your bets together, uh, parlay wages, get some big payouts. My bookie has more lines and better odds for the player than any other sports book around. And if you join right now, not later, but right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit, $2,000, you'll get an extra $1,000. That means if you deposit $1,000, you'll get an extra $500. All, you'll get free money to play. All you got to do is use the promo code SAC to activate that offer. S-A-C. Use the promo code SAC to activate that offer. Get some extra cash from my bookie. Bet, win, get paid. So the fourth quarter comes along, and it's belly and it's De'Aaron. That that that's that's the game right there. This this was one of those games, and it and, and it happens a lot. I know it happens a lot in basketball, like in general. It feels like it's happening a ton with the Sacramento Kings, and maybe that's because I am sitting down and watching every single minute of every single game this year. But it feels like it's just okay. Ten okay, you go on a ten zero run, and then we go on a ten zero run, then you go on a twelve zero run. And we'll go on a 13-0 run. It's just these long, scoreless droughts by either the Kings or their opponents that make these games wind up being what they are. I think there were three different instances in which there was a 10-11-12-0 run in the game, either in favor of the Kings or against the Kings. 
and it seems to happen so regularly. You know what else seems to happen regularly, and this is a big problem, and I think they showed a graphic of this on NBC. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Sacramento Kings have the second lowest number of free throws, free throw attempts uh, in the entire league. They were 10 of 11 tonight. They took 11 free throws. They lost by two. Orlando took 30. They made 25. 15 free points went the way of the Orlando Magic. And you could be mad and you complain and you could talk about officiating if you want to. This isn't an officiating problem. This is a Sacramento Kings problem. This is a Buddy Heald problem, a De'Aaron Fox problem. This is a Nemanja Bialica problem. This is a Luke Walton problem. This team does not get to the foul line. Nemanja scored 34 freaking points tonight, didn't take a single free throw. That's not a good thing. Harry Giles, your other big man down there, 13 minutes, didn't take a single free throw. Dwayne Dedman played four damn minutes and he got to the foul line. De'Aaron Fox got to the foul line five times. Remember, the Kings were 10 of 11. Five of those free throws went to De'Aaron. That's a problem. I really, I, I didn't realize that. I knew, I didn't realize Nemanja scored 34 points and didn't go to the free throw line. When you play that position, that's, that feels like a problem. Let's look at the let's look at the bigs on the other side of the floor. Let's see. Vucicic, he was six of six. Aaron Gordon was two of four. Certainly different position, but Evan Fournier was 12 of 12. What do the Kings have against getting foul? Do is it, it maybe that's why they never get any foul calls? Because referees are like, man, you didn't try to, you, you, you didn't attack the basket all game. I'm not going to let you attack the basket now. I don't know, man. I don't know, but that's, a, that's an extraordinary stat. No free throws for Nemanja. No free throws for Harry Giles. No free throws for Buddy Heald. Three of your five starters didn't go to the foul line. Harrison Barnes went once. 37 minutes for Harrison Barnes, one free throw. 38 minutes for Buddy Heald, zero free throws. Trevor Ariza, 29 minutes, zero free throws. Corey Joseph, 22 minutes, zero free throws. Kings didn't turn the ball over a lot. I don't, I don't know. What do we do? What, what are we supposed to do here with this team? What are we supposed to do the remainder of the season? Or maybe maybe not even the remainder of the season. What, what, what are we supposed to do right now? Just go, ah, well, yeah, no one's healthy. Are we, are we just supposed to acknowledge? Are we just supposed to pretend like the problem is that that the uh, all of the healthy guys can't be on the floor at the same time? Because Bagley's back. Harry's playing. Uh, Bogey. Is Bogey ever going to play again? What, what's going on with Bogey? But it's like, okay, Bogey's a bench player. Rashawn Holmes wasn't even supposed to be a factor this year. But now he's the most important piece of the damn team. 
And so it's like, okay, well, once Bogey gets healthy and once Rashawn gets healthy, and if everybody can stay healthy, is suddenly this team going to be good? Is is that how we're, is that what we're conditioning ourselves to believe? That once everybody gets healthy, everything is going to be okay. Are they going to get to the foul line more? What happened to that defensive team? Remember when they were like a game or two under 500? And they were establishing an identity as a defensive unit. What happened to that team? Where did they go? Is is this because of the loss of Rashawn Holmes? Is this because of, I mean, Marvin Bagley wasn't even playing during that stretch. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been in and out of the lineup all freaking year. Are we just going to come up with different excuses for the next 40 some odd games? Or are the Kings going to be suddenly better on all facets when Rashawn Holmes gets back? Let's listen to Luke Walton talk about watching film. Uh, again, it wasn't, you know, there's, there's a level we have to play at, and we didn't do it long enough. The second half, the, the intensity we played with defensively, um, the passion we had, that's winning. Uh, that's winning Kings basketball. And, um, you know, I, I know it. You know, it's, it's been an up-and-down year, but, hey, we got to figure it out. I mean, we understand how hard it, it is to win games and how hard you have to compete uh, throughout a game to win. The front, it's 60 to 21 in our last two home games, I think. Both games, we got just as many points, if not more points, in the paint. Fox is attacking all night. Um, I thought Belly was, you know, Belly was really good tonight. It was great to have Marvin back out there playing, uh, you know, playing with that energy and came over, had a couple nice blocks and just, you know, just being able to get him out there again was, uh, you know, a a good thing for our group. But but overall, as a team, uh, uh, it's got to it's got to be it's got to be more 48 minutes than we than we played tonight. And, you know, give Orlando credit. They they knocked down shots. made plays down the stretch and uh and we gave ourselves a chance to win but that's why we talk about you don't want to come down to all these one point games crazy things happen uh you got to take care of business before that katie hunter kings tv the last out of bounds play i mean you guys have actually been in that exact same situation before in houston um bielitsa was the kind of hero in that one tonight because of that, was it was he you thinking more use him as a decoy, see if you could kind of get another look for somebody else because of that? Yeah, I mean that play has options on it. We work on it in practice. Um, you know, it's it's you got Belly for three, you got Buddy for three, uh, and you got Harrison peeling out to the rim if they're switching everything. Um, so, you know, we're down two, one second left. You get a catch and shoot for Buddy or Belly. I'm taking that. Uh, let's let's win it. Uh, if they switch everything, we'd look to get Harrison at the rim. And uh, you know, I'll check it out. I'll see what it, you know. I'll go look at it and see what it, you know, wh- how it played out. Uh, but yeah, it's been a good it's been a good play for us so far this season. Short of putting you in a tough situation about the free throws, um, as a player, is there anything that you can tell your guys out there when they're going through that that issue of trying to draw fouls, trying to draw fouls, about how they can force the issue even more? Just stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. And, and you know, there's... 
there's plenty of times, you know, we got to do a better job of not fouling. Like, there's times that we are, you know, we're out there instead of verticals, we're going for blocks or we're reaching in from the weak side instead of just being solid. Um, so there's some things we can do defensively to cut that number down. Um, but offensively, stay aggressive, stay uh, attacking. Don't, don't, don't go in there uh, drawing fouls. Go in there to make a play and score, uh, create something for a teammate, but, you know, stay aggressive. Sean Cunningham, ABC 10. You mentioned the free throws. I'm not trying to get you fined, but is there anything because of the disparity? And obviously, you have a, you know, a, a legit concern. Is there anything you can do on your part to communicate that beyond outside of the walls of your locker room? No, I mean we we send clips in. Uh, we send clips in and. Uh, we we as a group focus on what we can control. So we'll probably get another two-minute report tomorrow saying saying something else, but it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change the outcome. We have to keep coming into work and keep working on uh, the things that uh, that we need uh, need to get better at. And, and you know, the rest of it is it's frustrating and it's it's. Um, you know, can be a down, downer at times, but that's it's not in <clears throat> in the guts of what's important to us. It's not important. It's about what our group is doing and, and the message and the work that we're putting in. Well, the latest from the Sacramento Kings head coach, Luke Walton, there in the Sacramento Kings' latest loss. This one to the Orlando Magic, 114-112. Uh, uh, more of the same from the Kings. It really is hard to figure out. Maybe when everybody gets healthy, they will be better. I mean, if you're losing close games and you can get a couple of points from Bogey and you can get a little run from 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 Rashawn Holmes mixed in with Harry Giles, obviously Dwayne Dedman will never see the floor. I I don't know. Like Orlando's not a they're not a great team. They're not a terrible team. They're nineteen and twenty one right now. The eighth spot in the Eastern Conference is very similar to the eighth spot in the Western Conference. Suddenly, the Memphis Grizzlies have won five in a row. Uh, they're four games under 500. They're sitting uh, in a pretty spot right now uh, for that eighth spot in the Western Conference. San Antonio's right behind them, and then you've just got the cluster, which is Phoenix, which is Portland, which is Minnesota, uh, which is Sacramento, and believe it or not, it's it's New Orleans as well. Uh, there's a belief that Zion Williamson is going to make his debut here pretty soon, and the only team in the Western Conference that is completely out of it, at least you got to believe they're completely out of it, is the Golden State Warriors. Uh, so it's not going to take much for the Sacramento Kings to get back in. Look, the Memphis Grizzlies were in the exact spot that the Sacramento Kings were in uh, just a week and a half ago, but they've won five straight games, and here they are. So the Kings are, uh, they're back in action. They're back in action on uh, Wednesday at the Golden One Center. Actually, excuse me, I think they're back in action on Thursday. Oh, no, it's Wednesday. I'm sorry. They got Wednesday and then Saturday in uh, Utah before the MLK game coming up on Monday. Uh, So the Sacramento Kings, you know, they got to get back at it. Uh, On Wednesday, they'll take on the Dallas Mavericks, uh, who are sitting at uh, 24 and 15. Uh, they've won five of their last ten. They've settled down just a little bit. Uh, Luka Doncic is going to be here, so you know that there's going to uh, be some noise surrounding that. And I don't know. Like I, I at this point, I'm kind of just like, take the last show we did 
change the score and run it back because the storylines are going to be the same. Kings got down big, fought their way back. We saw droughts of them being unable to score. Buddy Heald has been perfectly inconsistent. Player pl- player X, because it, it varies. Player X had a huge game scoring, and Himmel, that player X, along with De'Aaron Fox, uh, brought the team brought the team back. Player X tonight was the Monty Bielitz, at least it was on the offensive end. So we'll be back at it on Wednesday. Um, the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks will have that covered here for you. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. Do all of that stuff. Share in the crankiness if you'd like to. 916-888-5898. That's the text line again. 916-888-5898. Uh, tell me what you think about the Kings. If I'm wrong, if it's just an injury issue, uh, tell me. Let me know. What am I missing? What am I not seeing? What am I not believing in? But I feel like there are bigger problems out there with this team, uh, particularly the loss of identity. And maybe the loss of identity has to do with the loss of personnel. I'm not trying to straddle the fence here. I just don't know what to make of this team. If you do, tell me. Explain it to me. Hell, I'll put you on the podcast if you can explain it. 916-888-5898. Appreciate you, as always, for tuning in. We'll be back Wednesday night, immediately following the Sacramento Kings and the Dallas Mavericks.